Welcome to the Corona Shift, the podcast that asks performers how they're getting by when the bars are all closed and the shows are all canceled. Here's what's happening online this month. We have two virtual shows that'll be streaming to Twitch this month, uh, Joke Shop on August 13th, and the Comic Sans Showcase is returning August 19th. We're finally returning live to our back-to-back shows on August 25th and 26th. Uh, first, we'll be at Comedy Bar in Toronto for Comic Sans Presents Hot Girl Summer. And this is going to be a showcase of Toronto's funniest women comedians. Then we're hitting up Patent Social the next day in Waterloo for Cool for the Summer, which is a showcase of our favorite local queer and marginalized performers who are all super cool people. Uh, the show is going to be lesbian themed, just like uh, the Demi Lovato song, but only because I'll be hosting. Uh, we're going to have a broad range of people there. You can find tickets to both of these shows at comicsandsproductions.ca. We have a little storefront where you can buy tickets to all of our shows. You can check out upcoming performances. You can buy merch. Check it. We've got t-shirts. Look at this. Comic Sans t-shirts. How cool is that? We have it in one color, uh, but all sizes. So uh, buy them and then I can make some of my money back and we'll produce more merch. Okay, one last thing I promise before we get to the show, my friends Fallon Shaw and Patrick Alexander are producing this great series called Coming Out Stories. And this is in partnership with, uh, with Niagara Falls Museums. I'll be sharing my own personal coming out story on August 27th. I just realized that we have two shows and then this coming out story. It's gonna be a busy week. You'll see me at my worst. All right, you can tune into that. Um, you can tune in live to that as well. I'll post links in the comments, and I'll see about sharing it on Twitch and doing a streaming party or a watch party or whatever, whatever the kids are doing these days um, on Facebook. So let's get to the show. Welcome to the Corona Shift version 2.0. We're back and more pretentious than ever. That is right. Uh, today we are doing everything brand new. Uh, we've rolled out. We've rolled out the sweet little intro. Uh, we're streaming on Twitch. We're doing everything next level. Uh, today we have a very very wonderful guest. He is a Toronto comic, Twitch streamer, and host of the wonderful podcast, Let's Be Best Friends. Please welcome Cole Sauer to the show. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you doing today? I'm good. I loved that intro. I'm very, I'm, I think I was very cool. Thank you. Thanks. I shot it. It was, uh, I just wanted like a video intro because we're doing video versions of the podcast and I'm always looking for things to put on my Patreon to be like... <laughs> <laughs> sneak previews or we're putting where we cost money to do these things so yeah, yeah i filmed it i filmed it on my old like canon uh t3 and some of the slow-mo shots just on my google pixel mm. and then just edited it all together it was a fun it was a fun day project yeah yeah 
and free music. It's you can find good free music too. It's awesome. actually that's true. The the more that people are starting to uh, like stream and make their own podcasts and stuff, the easier it is getting to find uh, free music and free assets and stuff, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's great for small time and like independent podcasters like us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I mentioned in the jump that you are the host of Let's Be Best Friends. So why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, so Let's Be Best Friends is a, is a podcast that I run uh, on YouTube and now Spotify uh, with you've been uh, on the show, which was uh, one of my favorite episodes where we played Mario Kart. Um, it's basically a show where I interview people uh, that I have sometimes people I've met, sometimes people I haven't met um, about, uh, you know, just who they are using common conversation starters that I find on the Internet, uh, all while doing something else. Um, that the the guest enjoys doing so it's always like a hobby or something along those lines um we've done everything from watching old cartoons to playing like i said playing mario kart with you to drawing um and it's a lot of fun yeah it was a lot of fun it was the best time i've had on a podcast and like don't tell other podcasters this but it was so cool because we just got to like hang out yeah and we got to do something that was on the show and uh, get to know each other and i've taken a few notes for this show on ways to improve we're still like focused on um on like the social shift and the shift in the shift in culture and performance art but like i love how you try to get in there so let's start with a few questions that I got from the New York Times, 36 questions that lead to love. Amazing. Yes. 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 Um, this was sent to me by Brandy Dolly, who was, uh, <laughs> who was uh, um, uh, a guest on our previous podcast. Okay. And I think they're amazing. And I asked my partner these and we shared some stuff. But uh, let's start with the first question. What would you constitute a perfect day for you a perfect day for me yes Ooh. um a perfect day for me is any day where i get to just kind of uh relax uh, and do my own thing i'm very i'm very infamous with uh my friends and family for i i don't really take um it sounds very pretentious but like i don't really take time off like i don't take days just to exist like i'm always doing something whether it's like i'm doing the podcast or i'm streaming or i'm i'm out you know uh, talking to people and, and mingling or i'm I'm doing meetings and, and stuff like that uh, are we allowed to cuss by the way oh yeah oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah okay cool everything uh, <laughs> um, it's all fucking good here yeah i'm very infamous for for not taking breaks so so my ideal day is just i sit at home i uh i dubiously wear pants I, mm-hmm. I watch wrestling and, and play video games and and then I go to bed like like no no stress I guess yeah yeah that's awesome I I get a good sense of what your day looks like and uh, your day what does your day look like in quarantine or during quarantine as opposed to before it all happens um being unemployed is a big difference uh, <laughs> so uh, uh I think the main thing is that since uh, quarantine uh, started, um, I've spent a lot more time working on on things that were just kind of side projects. So like the podcast and, uh, and the Twitch streaming and things like that. 
Um, so now rather than waking up and being like, well, I got to go to work and then I got to come home and I got to stream and then I got to whatever, what, like now it's like, I wake up, I check my emails, I check any social posts that, uh, I've been on, <clears throat> um, and things like that. And then I, I kind of get to dictate how my time is spent more, which has actually been a bit of a blessing. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you still find that you're working kind of full time? Yeah, very much so. It's it's just it's rather than uh, it's I've created a full time job for myself, which, again, it comes back to the the I never take time off. Is that like quarantine started? And I was like, cool, boom, like time to do all this other shit. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. And that's so interesting and something I'd like to tap into because I know. Um. Sorry, I'm drinking too much coffee, but I know for myself, like I lost my job a few weeks before quarantine hit. Mm -hmm. And the the day after I was fired, I was at my desk from nine to five, like doing all of the stuff that my job got in the way of. Mm -hmm. And I just kept that momentum going. Um, so for me, definitely a uh, the government is with CERB, like we're artists are finally getting a bit of funding Which only we're being funded to not be artists um <laughs> but a lot of people are taking this time to uh to 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 value that time and really mm -hmm. do something productive with it where you know that lifestyle of working a full-time job and paying rent and paying those bills and all of those, those things really got in the way of mm -hmm. um tell me about some of the projects that you've been working on since Oh, man. Um, it's funny because it was very funny for me because when quarantine started, a lot of people were like, oh, what am I going to do with my time? And then I was like, oh, like, cool. I'll, I've had this podcast idea for a long time. So let me start doing that. And then I just messaged a bunch of people to get on. And then it was like I had already started streaming on Twitch. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to stream more on Twitch and like I'm going to try and make something out of it. And then I like... I got a bass guitar because I've always wanted to learn bass guitar. And like, I just like, I, I just picked up all of these things that I've wanted to do and just started doing them because mm -hmm. I have a good time now. And everyone was like, oh, I'm, I'm bored. I, I don't, I don't know what to do with all this time. And I'm like, Hey man, you should just pick up a hobby. Like, just like grab some man. <laughs> like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I love how people are, you know, there's jokes about everyone um, looking for sourdough starters now yeah. and everyone's like finally a gardener and all of these things. Um, but I love hearing uh, one of my questions is what is the one weird quirky hobby or interest that you've picked up during the quarantine? And it sounds like you have many. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you picked up the bass guitar? Yeah. All right. I... I finally started playing guitar again. So nice. I play guitar, mandolin, bass, um, lots of string instruments. One ukulele. of those is a lot more impressive than the others. Oh, the mandolin? Yeah. It's it's basically a violin without a bow. The tuning's exactly the same. That's still very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to play a violin once and I almost broke it in half. Oh yeah, violins are terrible. But yeah, yeah the tuning's there once you know like chords um your your chord diagrams and stuff like that it's pretty easy string instruments are all anyways we'll talk about that later what i want to talk about right now is did we just start a band yes all right yes done yeah let's do it like comics 
I'm not good. I saw, I remember there was a Facebook post and I don't remember, I think it was Kyle Bergstrasser put up that he was like learning the, learning the drums or the piano or something. And then someone else was like, oh, well, I'm learning guitar. And I was like, well, I'm learning bass. Can we all make a shitty hack comedian band? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think Dan Guyry has already got that uh, taken care of. But, that son of a bitch. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. We're live. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with Dan, and he knows it. Um, yeah, I think that's a great idea. I've been jamming with Al Val lately. God, I and, love Al Val. Uh, if, if I could be as good at one thing as Al Val is at everything, I'd I know such a major success. This guy, uh, they're like a, a fantastic comedian. I should have them on the show because I'm like, yes. I'm sorry I'm plugging other people uh, no. on your show, but uh, oh, I don't know. He's a better yeah. guest than me. He was the first <laughs> guest that I had on, on Let's Be Best Friends for that reason. I was like, this guy's fucking, he's so funny and he's so talented. Yeah. Hook me up, dude. Al is, and just looks fantastic in her dress. Like, yes. As a woman, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> he posts these pictures of him like shirtless with his fucking washboard abs in a, in a skirt. And I'm just like, Done. what do I got? Like, shit, I got a beer gut. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I've started, I've started wearing, um, started wearing Chuck Taylors and like this green uh, shirt dress on stage and referring to myself as the post-op Kevin Smith. <laughs> and the beer gut, the beer gut's really contributing to that little bit. I know. <laughs> Love it. It's the it's the COVID twenty, the COVID nineteen. Yeah, the COVID nineteen. Can't help it. Um, all right, let's get deep into your past. Next question. I'm gonna throw it on the screen too, but if you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Ooh. I don't know. I was actually I have a very good uh, relationship with my parents um, and I always kind of have, I've, my parents have always been very supportive, which I've, I'm very blessed with. Um, I think the only thing that I would change, I guess, is that my parents were very um, like ignorant towards mental health. Not, not so much like ignorant, just very, very like oblivious. Like they had very old school mentalities towards mental health. So mm -hmm. Like it wasn't until I moved out and I got my own like psychiatrist and my own therapist and got my own medication. And they, and even then, like I was like 21 or 22 or something when I finally got medicated. <clears throat> and, uh, and they were like, are, are you sure? Like, are you sure about that? Blah, blah, blah. And then it wasn't until I, I went back home for Christmas and I had forgotten my medication. So like after day four of Vyvanse withdrawal, I was completely looped. And they were like, Been there. yeah, right. And I was like, <laughs> they were like, are you okay? And I was like, no, like this is, this is what I go through without pills. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So I think, I think it would just be if the, like, if, if I had had a more, I guess, thorough education on mental health, but it was also just like times it's, it's hard to blame, it's hard to blame them on that, you know? It is. Yeah. I, I was, uh, I was diagnosed or it was suspected that I was diagnosed with ADHD in grade three. Wow. Um, when I was being tested for the gifted program in public school. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
the fact that I was so high functioning was like, you could do anything, but she's doing okay so far. Um, and then like my parents' attitude to the towards any sort of ADHD medication at the time was like, that's going to turn you into a zombie or a fucking yeah. freak show. And to be fair, they out. kind of were like yeah. Ritalin back in the day was rough. Like that yeah. was, Ritalin was a street drug. Mm-hmm. And we were we were making kids go to the office to take it every day. Mm. So I don't blame them. But I definitely feel like I had a lot of compulsions growing up. And I had a lot of severe ADHD symptoms and um, things like executive dysfunction and things like um, things like uh, not hyperactivity. It was never hyperactivity, but a lot of social anxiety and things that like nervous twitches that my parents just kind of dismissed because it's like oh she's different but she's brilliant and she yeah. can you know she can read at whatever just um different. <laughs> just different but you're special you're spe- yeah. that was the big thing is that like you're just a special child and all of these things all of these idiosyncrasies are what makes you special because yeah. children were raised to be like you're the most important thing in the universe and you can be anything you want to be when you grow up and now i'm a woman full-time comic living with my black lesbian girlfriends dropped out of architecture school and like yeah you can be anything you want to be but should you, you be, brother should you <laughs> um yeah, sorry for making this podcast about me, but no. um, yeah, we have another question. Uh, and then we have one from Moonbeam Disco. So uh, be prepared for that. We're getting we're getting audience questions. I this one, it. what have you done with your quarantine time that you're most proud of? Ooh, um, I would say uh, I'm probably most proud of, of my uh, Twitch stream because I, I put a lot of time and effort into it. And uh, it's something that I, I always wanted to do. And I always was like, I could do this. I, I spend so I spent so much time watching streamers like 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 it was TV, like I would just switch between them. And I was mm-hmm. like, I, I can probably do this if I if I just had time. And then I, I had the time and I, mm-hmm. I've just been I've just been grinding it out. And I've been growing consistently and it's like it's just a nice feeling to start a project and then for it to turn out because that never happens for me mm-hmm. so probably That's so cool probably and, that. and i have to say i admire I, I admire everything like the every time that i come on twitch to like get the url or add some like um some new collateral or something like that like you're mm-hmm. always streaming yeah and uh, you're always just everything and that's so cool uh and i i have never been really interested in twitch Mm. and watching gamers stream because i'm not much of a gamer but like i watch you i i definitely do i think it's a lot of fun um yeah we have our next question is from Moonbeam Disco. Ooh, hello. And it is fast forward 10 years with 10 million or restart at 10 years old with all of the knowledge you have now. Oh, I You're love like a would you rather? Yeah. I love this question. Restart at 10. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Easy peasy. Restart at 10 years old knowledge I have now because the knowledge I like, if I go 10 years in the future, assuming I just jump and I have no knowledge, like I have no extra knowledge. 
but I do have $10 million. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that I could probably do with that 10 million. Like I could get like a house and I could get like a nicer setup and I could do whatever, like whatever I wanted to do. Right. But that's 10, like I would be in my mid thirties with the mind of a 24 year old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like if I'm 10 years old with the knowledge I have now, I am so much more like emotionally stable as a, like than I was when I was 10. Like I have the knowledge of, of, I went to college. Like, like there's so much stuff that I have in my brain that by the time I'm, you know, 13 or 14, I could be making millions playing Fortnite. Like I, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the, 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 the possibilities of being 10 years old with the amount of knowledge that I have now is insane. Yeah. And especially to get on the jump with like invest in Facebook. Yeah. Cause those, those stocks, those worthless stocks are going to be worth billions. Yeah. And yeah, get on the jump with streaming and with uh, gaming competitions and all of those things that like, there's so much in our lifetime. And especially with quarantine too, like set yourself up for success and all of the, all of the tools needed to just thrive in quarantine, make it your fucking cocoon stage. Exactly. Come out of this bigger and better than everyone. And I'd get to play baseball again. Because that's all I did when I was was playing baseball. (laughs) And then I fucked my back up and now I don't play baseball anymore. Uh, I played softball and soccer, but very obligatory for both. Um, soccer was yeah. Like one year of soccer and I, I hated it because I was the fat kid. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, that's really a shame. Okay. I have another question that I okay. thought up. And let's put it on the screen. Ooh. Oops. Hi, Sarah. What are you really good at, but never want to do anymore? Ooh. Yeah. What am I really good at, but never want to do anymore? Um, it's a weird question. Cause I, I feel like as a human being, I, 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 it's very hard for me to, to be like, oh yeah, I'm very good at this thing. Like, like this is something I'm, I'm very good at unless it's something that I like. Cause like, you know, it's, it's, if I like doing it, then I practice and practice and eventually I get good at it. Right. Um, probably, uh, I'm very good at, um, customer service, um, which I, I, I don't want to do anymore, (laughs) but like, I've, I've always been very good at, at dealing with people and, and specifically like customers. I'm, it was something I was kind of known for at my last job where it would be like, oh, there's like this problem customer. Oh, we'll send Cole to go deal with them. And then I would go like calm down and sell him something like it. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good at it, but it's it's obviously not. It's very soul sucking like, to just yeah. calling you an asshole all the time. <laughs> we got that enough in comedy. Exactly. <laughs> I get heckled at Staples like. Mm hmm. Is that what you did? Was that your your employment before quarantine? You worked at Staples? Mm-hmm. So, like, do you get a good discount on, like, prints, printing? No? I got uh, I got 15%. If we can pull back the print. So, ba- I basically saved on taxes. Yeah. Which wasn't awful, but I'm also not employed there anymore. So, I did steal so much shit while I was there. <laughs> like, all the time. Like, of if course. I needed to... I... I worked there for two years and I didn't I had a printer at home that did not have ink and did not have paper because I never used it because I would just go to work and be like oh I have to print off 
like 20 sheets of paper, print, put it in my locker. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I had an office job before I was fired before quarantine uh, with a real estate agency. And mm-hmm. all of my shows suddenly had flyers, physical tickets, right? and, <laughs> <laughs> posters, everything. Yeah. And like I had enough downtime that I would design everything at work and then just yeah. print it right off. It was cool. Yeah. All the time. I'd put I had I had a USB stick on me at all times that I would like I'd go to work, plug it in and be mm. like, Oh, I need to print like this much stuff off. I'd like cut it. Like if my friends were running a show, I'd be like, Oh yo, uh make a poster. I'll like I'll print off some posters for you. Oh my god. I hope our current career trajectories work out for both of us because we're never getting hired again. Nope, nope. <laughs> if, if anyone sees this. Yeah, we're not getting any of our old jobs back. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it? I want to focus on on your comedy for a little bit because I'm really intrigued by how that came about because you're so multifaceted. And stand-up is one of those like really thankless, unforgiving fucking things that mm-hmm. like every time I see someone who's a comedian, I ask like, why? What? Yeah. Why? So why why stand up what is it about stand up that drew you to it um i've always loved stand up i i remember when i was a kid i would watch um just for laughs all the time like religiously mm-hmm. and we had um i actually have the vhs somewhere here but we had a vhs tape of um a just for laughs episode that had um sean cullen was the headliner it had uh red green and uh oh god i can't remember I, I can't remember the whole lineup but it was anyway i was a vhs tape and just had like two episodes of just for laughs on it and i remember the sean cullen bit is the he does um the food of your choice will end your life tonight and it's mm-hmm. like a bond he does like a bond theme and like carrots and he's doing like improv anyway and i loved it so much and also on that tape was uh mitch hedberg set mm. which i loved and I would quote it all the time and I would think about it all the time. And so I would just watch comedy and absorb comedy all the time. And I wanted to do comedy. And mm-hmm. then as I got older, it became like I did a lot of acting and I did a lot of like writing and stuff. And I wanted to be an actor and I wanted to, to you know, be a comedian. And my parents were like, you can, but it's really hard. Like it's a one in a billion shot that you are going to be the thing you want to be so like Mm -hmm. you go for it like that's fine but have a backup and maybe don't um (laughs) so it 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 took me a long time to to kind of jump into it and also there's a lot of confidence that it takes to get on a stage and have the possibility to like get booed you know i mean like it takes so much and I'm sure you can relate to it. It takes so much to to finally build up all that like energy to be like, you know what? I am funny enough for someone to pay to see me. Cool. Like, let's mm-hmm. go. Yeah, I can definitely relate. I am somebody, I mean, especially when like in early transition, I was somebody who would get booed just going to the corner store. So yeah. <laughs> to stand up in front of people was really rough. Uh, now it's okay because I... Uh, invested in the hair and you know grew the boobs and stuff like that and yeah and I'm also nearly six feet tall so that helps that does Um, help (laughs) my next question 
because we're in quarantine, what is your favorite end of the world movie? Ooh. So, okay. For me, it's a toss up between uh, Independence Day and uh, The Day After Tomorrow. Because I definitely like Independence Day more because it's just like a goofy, shitty 90s action movie with explosions, which... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But Day After Tomorrow is my mom's favorite disaster movie. And so (laughs) my mom is such a weirdo sometimes. She'll watch... She just casually watches like the day after tomorrow. Like she watches it as, as like, it's just like, it's just like a cool movie to have on in the background. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is a pretty like kind of sad fucked up movie. Like people die from getting frozen to death. Like it's not a chill movie. And she's like, yeah, it's fine. Watch that. And then watch like, you know, a John Wayne movie afterwards. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Lane, man. It's between those. I'd probably say Independence Day, though, just for that speech at the end with Bill Pullman, where he's like, this is our Independence Day. And the president gets in a jet to fight aliens. And I'm just like, cool, man. Like, yes, yes, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I I uh, came up with that question because I wrote a an article uh, that was a review of my five, like five top apocalypse movies or post-apocalypse movies to get you through, uh, to get you through the quarantine. And I'm always looking for like other movies to watch because mm-hmm. I want to expand that list so much. Independence Day definitely, definitely on there. Um, I think that's one? number one. Yeah. Twenty-eight days later. Nice. That's a great movie. It's so good. It's so like it's so moody and atmospheric and it's so tense and like Killian Murphy is just an 11 out of 10 in that movie I yeah. don't like even with the fucked up hair the fucked up beard <laughs> gross and bloody at the end like when he when he you know spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen 28 days later and is still waiting to watch it I don't know <laughs> but like when he when he busts through that skylight to save the girl and just kisses her like that is my porn (laughs) that is my kink killian that is yes yes that's my kink because it's such a lead up and it's so it's so intense yeah uh yeah danny boyle is one of my favorite favorite directors um yeah that was it for questions but like i want to i want to get to know a little bit more about you as well because I think it's it's really interesting and there are a lot of parallels between us between oh. like between or with having, you know, the full-time job but wanting more from life and then mm-hmm. being given this like gift of quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um what do you what do you expect from the future? What do you think what do you want when everything goes back to normal? Is there any there is something is sorry. <laughs> I'll just let you talk. Okay. It's no, it's it's just such a loaded question. Um, uh, more more subs on Twitch. Ding, ding. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. <laughs> no. Um, I mean the 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 bullshit answer is is like infinite money, right? To do whatever I want, but uh, uh, just the 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 ability to um, the the ability to keep doing what I'm doing. I went back to work actually. Cause uh, you know, staples is essential. 
Um, and I went back to work and, and I was trying to do all these other things on the side and I was just exhausted and upset all the time because, uh, obviously working in retail is hell right now. Uh, shout outs to my retail, my retail workers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it was, it was awful. And I was like, I was like, why am I? why am I doing this? Like, and honestly doing the podcast helped a lot with the mentality of it. Cause I was talking to all these comedians and all these like producers and entertainers who were like, you know, yeah, I worked a shitty job and then I just quit it because I didn't want a safety net and I wanted to succeed. And I was like listening to these people tell their story and I'm like, why the fuck am I still at Staples? Like, <laughs> <laughs> why, what am I, what am I doing with my time? Like I, I could be spending it doing the things I want to do and, 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 you know, maybe succeeding, maybe failing, like maybe, maybe quarantine ends, everything goes back to normal. I run into money. I fail and move back to the East coast. Like who knows? Right. Mm. Oh, that's right. You're an East coast boy. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's really interesting because I've had those times too. And I think every performer has those times where you're just like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Um, I remember being interviewed on CTV your morning and it was really early in the morning and I got up and went in there and they had like hair and makeup. And then I got to, got to be on national television talking to Ben Mulroney. Ooh, okay. That's actually really cool. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like a highlight of my life. And then at the end, like I just felt so good and had such a high. And then I had to get on the on the uh, Ossington bus oh. <laughs> to go to work uh, at a coffee shop. Yeah. And I was on cash that day. So I was just like standing at a cash register, taking people's orders and being talked to, like talked down to because it's yeah. Ossington and everyone's like, everyone's just so abrupt and like, is this vegan? And... <laughs> Is this vegan? <laughs> and just people talk like if they were Pokemon, their their Pokemon name would be Oatmilk because that's all they say. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, so it's like, it's just so disheartening sometimes when you make advances in your career, but you still have to be like severely humbled. And there are highs yeah. and lows in performing and and doing like even with your Twitch stream. I'm sure like you're just engaging with people. And there is that cocaine high. Yeah. And then afterwards, there's the come down where you're like, oh, yeah, life isn't like this. And I have to go <laughs> home and feed my cat and yeah. all of these things. So, yeah, it's so rough. There's, I've said it before. There's, I, I completely understand why so many performers have coke addictions because the, the high is exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, we have a user question, once again, from Moonbeam Disco, who's, uh, who's watching on Twitch. Can you tell us a bit about your cat? Oh, her name is Checkers. We love her very much on the stream. We used to have a <laughs> we used to have a find Checkers button on my stream, and I had to get rid of it because people kept using it, and I had to keep pissing the cat off. <laughs> um, she is a a torty mix. We we adopted her um, almost two years ago. Now we we adopted her in in December of 2018, um, and she's five years old she is a thick bitch and we love her (laughs) for it we call her (laughs) because we're awful awful people oh Um, cats don't know see you know it's funny i tried to write a bit about this where i was like i was like 
trying to find a, a way to make it funny between um, having a cat shows me that I'm not ready to have children because I'm still so immature that I call my I, I make fun of my cat for being a fat bitch, even though it's entirely in <laughs> my control, whether the cat is fat or not. And then like <laughs> I tried to I tried so hard to make this joke work. I went to so many open mics and I was like the punchline for it was something like, can you imagine talking to a child the way you talk to your cat? Like my cat's five. She'd be in kindergarten. Imagine seeing me the way that I look walking up to a child and be like, what's up, you fat bitch? How was kindergarten? <laughs> I never got any laughs. I was always so upset because I thought it was such a good job. Uh, no, I love that. I love that. And that's like, there's such potential for big act outs in that too. Right? Yeah. Uh, let's get you on Joke Shop. Let's workshop that. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, August 13th. Okay, we'll, we'll message after the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, abrupt turn. Next question. Can you tell me what old king cake means? Ooh, okay. I actually love this story because it's very stupid. Um, so when I was in college, I went to college for broadcasting. So uh, so radio and TV and, and online. Basically what I do now as a human being, I went to college for. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I ran, I ran a bunch of podcasts and, and college radio shows. Um, one of the reasons I went to Durham College, represent, go Lords, woo! Um, was because they had a radio station that you could use and you could have a show and you could basically have as many shows as they would let you have. So I was mm -hmm. there like, all the time. I like I was on this show and that show. And like if my friends had shows, I'd be like, let me get on your show. Like I just want to I want practice. I want exposure. So we had we had a weekly wrestling show that I don't remember the name of anymore. And it failed tremendously because one of the, the the guy who was like the host it was me and three other people and one guy was like the host and the rest of us were like like there right and it was like a round table wrestling show and one mm -hmm. day it was like trans remembrance day and he made this really really awful transphobic joke and i remember i was and me and him already didn't really get along so he made this awful transphobic joke and i was like and I looked at the tech because the tech would always be like right here. So I looked at the tech and I was like, like, go on break. And so mm -hmm. he went on break. And then I was like, like, I shoot him out. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, we can't be making jokes like that. We're on air. Like, this is not just your career. It's my career. Like, what the fuck? Like, I've lost my mind on this dude. Mm -hmm. And then so I was like, I was like, we're going to come back from break. I'm going to be the host. You're going to apologize. Cool. Come back from break. Like, like. So we come back from right. making and I'm like, I'm like, hey guys, welcome back to the show, blah blah. We want to apologize for that show, like all that stuff as 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 our collective brand. And also, here's the guy, and like, it is really <laughs> shitty, like insincere apology. The show ended, and I was like, cool, we're done. The show's over. Like, you guys can keep doing it. My name's not attached to this anymore. Oh my god. So I was really like, I was really pissed. Um. Oh, did I lose you, or am I still here? Am I just live? Hello. I'll just keep going. Um, so I was really pissed. And uh, I uh, was with the other, one of the other guys on the show. Um, and we were like, we'll start our own show. Same thing, wrestling show. Oh, we're back. Sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, sorry. It's okay. I was just, I was like, <gasps> um, so we started it. So we were, we want to start a new wrestling show. We didn't have a name for it. We didn't have a gimmick for it. So we went to an independent show. We went to an independent wrestling show. 
Which, side note, if anyone's watching this, if you've never been to an independent wrestling show, even if you don't like wrestling, I know it's a very niche thing, there is nothing more fun in this world than getting in a crowd of 20 people and watching professional wrestling. Because indie wrestling is just dudes with day jobs trying to make it, and they do the wackiest shit. Like, there was (laughs) one show I went to where a guy had a watermelon, and his gimmick was that he, like, he just was carrying on his watermelon the whole show. And, like, so as a wrestling fan, it's like him holding a chair. Like, you're waiting. Someone is going to get hit with the watermelon. Yeah. So the whole show, it's like, it's, it's like, it's like a drama. Like, you're waiting for the kill to happen. So you're, like, you're in the crowd just, like, and they taunt it. And they're, like, oh. And then it gets knocked out of his hand. You're, like, oh. Anyway. <laughs> if you've never been to a wrestling show, it's so much fun. It's so stupid. But anyway. Ah. Uh. We went to this show, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was my my future co-host at the time, who we nicknamed Tyler Violence. And he was like, can you imagine if if they had cake at a wrestling show? And I was like, it's like, yeah, it'd be kind of cool. It'd be like, like we call, they could call it cake and violence. And he was like, or we could call it cake and violence. And I was like, we could call it. So then our show became cake and violence, and I was... I was King Cake because I liked the old King Cold King Cake thing. Yeah. It was Tyler Violence. And we go on the radio every morning at 8 a.m. on Wednesdays, which was yeah. the most awful time slot I've ever had in my life. <laughs> we talk about wrestling. It was King Cake and Tyler Violence. And I think I think it still exists on YouTube. You can go and see me in my in my college days just shouting at a webcam about <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> That's and then a, carried on. That is, that's epic. <laughs> that's really epic. Cause like, I just, the name sticks with you. Like old King cake. It just, it, like you said, old King Cole. Yeah. Um, it just, yeah, I love it, but it's, a great it's so name. much better now that there's actually meaning to it. <laughs> All of the names for my shows are just like, I, have to type something into Canva to to, <laughs> to launch this idea. I'm just impulsively starting up for no reason. So I love the names yeah. of your shows. So, like th- this one's for Martha was a great idea for a show name. Oh, thank you. Thanks. That was that was such a like a really special show. It meant so much to me, and the fact that we didn't have Pride this year um, was like I just want to do something special. Mm-hmm. And reconnect Pride with like the riots and the protests that started it, and reconnect it to our involvement in civil rights right like currently and all yeah. of those things. So it was good, and we raised one hundred and thirty five dollars for yeah. for charities, which is like it's more than any of my other fundraisers have done. So. Yeah, I mean, hey, anything's better. Like anything's good, right? That's crazy. Hmm. Hmm. And we're continuing on. We're doing. Uh, we have a link to donate that's permanently on our website, on our uh, online store. We're partnering with Aphrodelic to design a t-shirt with Martha P. Johnson's portrait on it. And then all of the proceeds will go to those two charities that support black trans women. And yeah, it's just, it's become really special to like ingrain our ability to support these, these communities in what we do. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was a lot of fun. Sorry. Can I hijack the podcast for a second? Of course. Where does Comic Sans come from? 
Comic Sans is it just came up. It's it's stand-up comedy, like because I have a background in graphic design, I always like to be cheeky with the like little graphic design jokes in my in my like posters and promo materials and stuff like that. Um and do like different spoofs, but everyone, you know, the typeface comic sans is always being beaten down. Yeah, it's like a meme, right? It's a yeah, it's totally a meme. And it's something that like that's the graphic designer's equivalent of punching down <laughs> is is making comic sans jokes. Like it's hack and it's it's just punching down. I love the idea that graphic design has its own hack culture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, any design has hack culture. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Um, yeah, in architecture, it's uh it's polished concrete. Sure. Polished concrete that. is hack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so comic sans, and then the idea for the tag tagline is it's stand-up comedy, but it's stand-up comedy without all of the things it's comedy sans misogyny and sans oh, rape jokes. Okay. And it's, it's this unique brand of stand-up comedy that's, that's queer and marginalized and appreciates uh, different voices, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have all of that bullshit that makes yeah. you uncomfortable during the show. It's so layered. I love so that. it's comedy sans the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where comic sans came from. That's so good. We're doing got, indie wrestling show. Now we've got, you know, merch and I love the all shirt. of these things. So you need to get me a shirt. Yeah, of course. I've got. <laughs> I spent all of my serve money on uh, AV equipment, podcasting equipment, and merch. So I have two hundred and fifty of these shirts. Please, hey. please, let's hook you up. Hey, with one. everyone! Everyone, go get a, a Comic Sans shirt. Yes, immediately. Yes, buy buy a shirt and help me make my money back so I can reinvest it in another design. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, I got to get on merch, man. That's that's my next goal. My next goal is merch. So everyone mm. out for that. Next goal is merch. I don't know what I'm going to put on. Okay, wait. Can I pitch you a shirt idea? Can yes. I pitch you this idea? Because I pitched yes. it to my roommates and they didn't like it. And I think it's very funny. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a black shirt with white letter, like white impact font, generic ass t-shirt, right? That says real king shirt rather than real king shit. Now, is that as funny as I think it is? Because I think that's funny. But if you, if, listen, and I want you to be 100% honest with me. If that's not as funny as I think it is, you got to tell me. I, it doesn't, it doesn't get me. Like, I don't, it's not that I don't. Get it, but it doesn't like hit me. I don't. Yeah, yeah. being a hundred percent honest, and thanks for you know throwing me into that situation on air. No, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> no pressure. I think it's funny, but I think a lot of things are funny. Like I have, mm-hmm. I have thirty ideas every day. I need people to be like Cole. Shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> yeah, I designed. Um, I designed uh, gift cards, and I thought. So one of my gift cards just says uh, it's like a blue faded wooden background, like a wooden fence with gold lettering that says live, laugh, love. Okay. And then live and love are scratched out like with a permanent marker. So it just says laugh. I thought that was brilliant. That's so good. I thought that was amazing and hilarious, but it falls flat. Like everyone I show that to, they're just like, yeah, no. No. Merch is impossible. It is, yeah. 
So I'm just going to do as much as possible and whatever sells, I'll replenish. Whatever doesn't <laughs> sell, I'll just, I, it'll be my laundry clothing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it's hard to filter out all the ideas sometimes. Isn't yeah. It? It's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Cause I've, I've, I am uh, also infamous for like my phone right now has like 400 notes in it. Like I just use the note oh. app. Cause I yeah. just, I just, I, I write everything down. Right. And I have, I have like seven or eight notebooks on my shelf that are all like half finished. Cause I'll just get an idea and I'm like, Oh, I, like I'll just write it down on the off chance. I find it funny later. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I won't share my screen screen because I don't know what pertinent information is on here, but like, <laughs> I would love to show my Trello. Do you use Trello? No. What is Trello? It's a productivity checklist app. And it's it's super cool. I'll show it to you. Like I'll give you a little rundown after we after yeah. we air. Yeah, but sure. it's something where you can make like columns, and then you can add cards to each. And each card can have checklists. It can have tasks with like to do, um, like deadlines and things yeah. like that. And it's great for like you can plug in emails can get sent to it. So you need to respond. It's the reason I'm successful. As I am. <laughs> it sounds like we both like. Do you want to go to therapy together? Dude, <laughs> we just split yeah. on therapy and like we can solve our our overlapping problems. Yeah, like, solve the world's problems, man. It'll be great. Yeah, the Venn diagram of our ADHD symptoms is probably yeah. pretty much a circle. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's such comedy. Like just that's that's comedians in a nutshell, just yeah. trying to bargain split the cost on a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> that's the definition of we're we're gonna try and split an uber to the yeah. closest possible therapy session between the two of us yeah sit on the same couch because we don't want to be an inconvenience that's mm -hmm. <laughs> and if i can pay you back next week in any transfer that'd be great and in the meantime yeah. i'll give you all my drink tickets <laughs> in the meantime the <laughs> next for the, show for the trouble next show's free yeah show yeah. up say you know me and show up do you want a t-shirt do you want <laughs> 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 i'll show you on instagram i'll show you on instagram don't worry yeah yeah we'll we'll take you we'll, take. we'll put you yeah sponsor do you want to sponsor my next poster <laughs> <laughs> i've got oh, allison door um from howl and roar records i i feel terrible for her because like i'll ask her favors because she's a neighbor yeah and then just be like i'll you know i'll put you I'll share an Instagram post or like, do you want, I'll put you as a sponsor on our poster. It's <laughs> for Howlin' Roar. And she's just like, I can just walk your dog for free. It's okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's what being friends with artists is. It's just it like, it is. Yeah. I go like, Hey, do you like, do you need headshots? Maybe like, like if you mm -hmm. buy me a slice of pizza, we're now best friends and I will do whatever you need. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> Being an artist and being an entertainer is living in a barter system economy <laughs> while also great. advocating fiercely to pay artists for their work. Yeah. That's the craziest <laughs> thing is that artists are the most broke people on the planet, but we're also the people that's like, 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 I don't know if you're, if, if, if you've experienced this, but like when you get more friends who are artists, like I have a friend who, who does all of my emotes and stuff on my Twitch stream and basically all the art assets that I get and I pay them every time, but they're like, Oh, like you don't have to pay me. You don't have to pay me. And I'm like, I'm like, this is making me pay you extra. 
which I can't afford. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not paying more because you're trying to get me not to pay you. Fuck you, take my money. Like, <laughs> Stop being so nice. Stop being so nice. Like, yeah. if, I can, if I can get on my soapbox for one second, if there's any artist listening, I'm going to look directly in the camera like it's a wrestling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, one second. We're going we're gonna to full screen you. Oh, oh my God, yes. Nope, full screen. Whoop, whoop, whoop. PSA for any artist out there listening. I know this is one of the most hardest things on the face of the planet to do as an artist, but it's also the most necessary. If you have a skill... If you're good at something, if you have a platform, get paid for your work. It's so hard to survive as an artist. And we all know that. I'm sure everyone watching at home knows that. You deserve to get paid for your work the same way that I deserve to get paid for my work. I charge people when I record stuff, when I edit stuff, when I do anything for them because I am doing a service. You are no different from an electrician, from a plumber, from a teacher, from anything like that, doing a service. And you got to think of it like that. It's impossible to do, but you have to do it. It's one of the only, it's one of the only hard parts about being an artist, man. It's the like, our life is so easy. Other than being broke, we get to just have fun and fuck around for our living. So get paid to do it. Scene. Thank you. That was incredible. And what better way to end the show? I think (laughs) that was wonderful. Couldn't have asked for better. Uh, Cole Sauer, thank you so much, so much for being a guest. It was great talking with you. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank you for uh, entertaining this little, little whatever it is. And uh, anyone watching, please follow Cole on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, YouTube. Yes. Old King Cake. Check out uh, Let's Be Best Friends. It's a great podcast, great format. Uh, You get to learn a lot about people and uh, watch them have fun and get to know each other. I love the show. Um, Watch him on Twitch. Jump onto his channel after this. Subscribe and like everything he does because he's such a sweetie. And I'm going to go full screen here for the outro. Okay, that is our show. Um, Thanks again to Cole for the wonderful, wonderful little interview and for helping us, you know, work out the kinks on this new platform and doing things live and making me, you know, do video stuff while uh, trying to focus my very limited attention on the guest. And I think it worked out really well. Cole was fantastic. Uh, On our next episode of The Corona Shift, we're going to do something a little bit different. It's no secret that I am uh, an impossibly self-indulgent narcissist. So what we're doing for the next show is I've invited a guest host who is a wonderful friend and amazing comedian and musician, Kelly Sanchuk, who lives in Toronto. Check them out on local shows and things as things... uh, as things pick up, but Kelly is going to be coming on to the show as a guest host to interview me. That's right. I'm going to be the star of my own show, which is my favorite thing in the world. So we're going to be talking about all of the, all of the weird things that, that make me, me and all of the things that are going on with comic sans and quarantine and all of these things. Also spoiler alert, this season's podcast guests, I need a drink of water. Way too much coffee. Uh, 
the podcast guests that I have lined up for this uh, fall season of the Corona Shift will include Colin Mockery, Biff Naked, and Toronto rapper Shad. So I'm really excited to have all of them on the show. Um, so don't forget to subscribe to our Twitch channel so that you can catch these episodes and watch them live. Uh, you can jump in your questions and uh, you can you can kind of engage with these people while we have the uh, while we have the interview streaming. You can also submit questions for all of our performers to questions at comicsandsproductions.ca because we're using Comic Sans for everything. Um, I can't afford to uh, hosting platforms right now. Uh, please also subscribe to my Patreon. Uh, all of the money that uh, that patrons give go back to all of these productions and allow me to produce all of these cool things. And if you're a patron on my uh, profile, among a ton of other benefits like early access, exclusive content and merch, uh, patrons also get a chance to co-host a future episode. So you could potentially be online interviewing Biff Naked alongside me or Colin Mockery or Shad or wonderful people like Cole and other people we have lined up for the for the podcast. It's it's really great and I want this to be a more interactive thing. So super looking forward to that. Thank you all. Remember to check out comicsandsproductions.ca uh, for all of the cool things that we're doing. Uh, follow me at Alice Rose Laughs. Follow Comic Sans Productions, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of those things. And hit us up. We're doing awesome things and things are coming up. So thank you. Subscribe everywhere. Follow everywhere. Like us. All that stuff. And thanks for continuing to support live entertainment, and uh, everything that we do. You're all wonderful. Thank you.